Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's two reasons why you're listening to this today. One, you know me and support me. Two, you're a nosy old shy. Either way, I'm happy to have you. You're listening to episode five. Of the United Podcast. Do you think you can handle it? Do you think you could? Do you think you could handle it? Do you think you could? This week I have a returning guest. And the first time he was on, he told me that his nanny told him there was a want in him. Well, let me tell you, there is a want for you. Due to popular demand, I give you Michael Stafford, aka the chapter coach. Welcome back, Michael. Thank you, Jessica. Delighted to be here. <laughs> Delighted to have you. And I think everybody else is too. I hope so. After when they listen to this, in fairness, thanks for having me back. It's been really good watching, listening to all the podcasts over the last few weeks as well. So I wish you every success with it. I'm loving listening, listening to everybody talking. Oh, thank you. And I'm delighted to have you here. The intention was to only do 10 episodes and I'm at the halfway point now. So we're on episode five. Um... Now, I can't promise. I might, I'm kind of getting a bit of a feel for it. So I think we might uh, extend the amount of episodes. But let's just see how this one goes, shall we? <laughs> well, hopefully it doesn't end after this one. <laughs> <laughs> so the topic that I want to talk to you about today, Michael, is boundaries. And boundaries is a big one for me in my life. To be quite honest with you, I started implementing them in relationships before I was even aware of what, what they actually were. And since I've become more conscious of them, I'm like, oh, my God, that's why this is working. This is amazing. OK, where else can I do this and how positive uh, the effect it has on the relationships that I have in my life? Mm-hmm. So I thought, who better to help me describe and discuss boundaries? So could you give us a description of what a boundary actually is? Well, there's lots of different boundaries, but if I was to sum it up in kind of one or two sentences, it kind of looks at your the choices that you make and whether you're choosing things that are going to serve you and keep relationships healthy or you're going to choose things that may not serve you. And in that way, your boundaries get impacted and they end up, you feel, why did I do that? You know, the power to say no, for example, so many people mm. struggle with that. They feel that when they say no, they also have to give a reason for that no. Mm. You know, so yeah. that's, that's just one example of a boundary. Yeah. Could you give an actual example, like just say it in a certain relationship that you might? Like... Yeah. yeah. So like if I was to give, say, 
one example in particular, say with relationships with family, for example, like mm. the big one, right? So one of my values is that I love to help others and I love to support my family in that way. But I also have to empower them to be able to do things themselves. So for example, my man might say, Michael, will you come and send an email for me because I can't do it, right? Mm. And I might be working. And usually I might go, oh, we're going to jump on that, run up to the house, send the email and so on. But that's not the choice I wanted to make in that moment. It was like, okay, hang on a second. I'm working. I have to do other things. I have to keep my mindset in work mode. So I might say to my mom, yeah, no problem at all. I'll do it tomorrow. Mm. And then sometimes your mom might say to you, oh, I really need to send today. And you mm. have to kind of push back and go, is it that important that it needs to be sent today? No. Okay, so I'll send it, I'll send it tomorrow and then you commit to that. Yeah. But then when you go and meet the person, you also have to teach them about, like, for example, sending that email. Just about to say, yeah. You know what I mean? So that the boundary is not, it's because you want to help people all the time, but you also have to be able to give your time when you're able to give it. Yeah. You know? But I suppose it's like, I don't want to have to keep saying no to you and I definitely want to help you. So let me teach you, do this one task that you continuously keep asking me to do. Yeah, and exactly, because you want to spend time with them too. But at the same time, you have to look at it and go, what's the best choice for me in this moment? But what, also, what's the best choice for the other person? Mm. That's an example of like a healthy boundary with, with a family member. Yeah. Another example would be if somebody said, for example, you saying to me last week, Michael, I'm thinking about going on a spa break. Would you like to come? And I looked at it and goes, I actually would love to go to that, but I've other things on. Mm. So I took my time and I said, thanks for the offer i'd love to go but no mm. and that was it yeah there was no and the reasons why yeah because i knew that you'd respect that boundary as well and you knew that i would have made that choice from an informed decision exactly like i understood the no but not everybody understands that like you can't just well you feel like you can't just turn around and say to someone but no you know sometimes just now is it doesn't work for me i've weighed up all the options it's not for me right now but do i really have to give me energy and explain all of that to you 100 percent. and you see people that love you want to spend time with you so they want a valid reason back but they also need to appreciate and respect that you've you have as you said thought about it and said no i'm not going to do that mm, yeah i suppose it depends on where the person is in their life as well doesn't it like you know like if somebody was in any way like um an overthinker or in any way vulnerable or in on themselves and a friend just said to them but no you know it's kind of like do they not like me do they not yeah 100 percent. but like some of the other podcasts as well you talk about that kind of feeling that's on other people exactly. you know that's that's on them and you have to be mindful of that in in the kind of choices and the decisions that you're making because you're not there to hurt the person or mm. their feelings but they mightn't have a, a healthy boundary with people saying no to them yeah you know so that's a boundary that they might have to work on yeah but also in a way you knew in that moment sending me that text message that you could say to me but no you know but if you are speaking to somebody else and you understood that they're not exactly going to get your no there's a lot gentler no's that you can go doesn't work for me but thanks for the text you know which you did say thanks for the text <laughs> you're very polite yeah well it was I'm... unnecessary you could have just said no oh no, yeah no, off. I... no <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah but you, you know. in fairness the reason why i didn't is i was actually trying to say like show it in action mm. you know the the, the respect for boundaries just practicing who <laughs> yeah. better person to practice on because i knew this topic was coming up i was up. like the neck <laughs> <laughs>
So what's that about for you? What do you mean? It's a two-course meal in that spa. <laughs> I tell you the truth about the spa, actually. The light I just said now. So it could only fit four people in. <laughs> so what, I was the fifth was person you yeah. asked? So I like, <laughs> yeah, I well, well, no, so I asked two of you at the same time, and I was like, but I hope one day say now I was like, thank God. God, I might decide to go now. <laughs> You'll have to ring and book them. <laughs> I swear. But it's mad even when you talk about it, because like I would work with people about boundaries all the time mm. and literally like career boundaries, family boundaries, health boundaries. And it's all about the feeling that you have in that moment and choosing something that actually goes, right, is this going to work for me or not? Mm. And it's hard work. Yeah. Like even talking about it now and trying to come up with examples, I wanted to give like real life examples, the way you talk about them as well. Like they have to be real life. People have to go, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like a physical boundary is when someone invades your space. Yeah. And what you tend to do is you tend to go backwards, you know, sit backwards or yeah. stand backwards because you're letting that person know. Yeah. You're in my like space in that regard. That's easier to do. Yeah. But emotional boundaries and boundaries like that are much harder to do. Oh, absolutely. And there's many different like things that happen to people. Like, you know, I've mentioned before, like that I have people in my life or people in my family that have addictions. And I think most people do, whether it's like drugs or alcohol or gambling or all of that. So you're like, why you cannot hack sometimes what the effects of their addiction is and what it's doing to you. But at the same time, you don't want to lose this person in your life. Now, I'm actually going to do a separate podcast purely on that because that deserves its own space and there's a lot in that. So I am going to discuss that further on a different platform. But just to give an example, that's when I started realising that I was using boundaries when I started getting a little bit protective over my own space and my own life, my own environment. And I was going... Right, hold on. How much of your behavior can I actually hack? Mm-hmm. How much do I have to in order to still have you in my life? Because mm-hmm. you still want these people in your life. 100%. But it's not only addictions that happen. Things happen to us all the time. People go through um, times of depression. People go through grief. And grief is a big one for me. Uh, this subject in particular, I have had people... I have had relationships before where people have their own boundaries up against me because they couldn't deal with their grief and how they dealt and how they implemented them boundaries towards me was very cruel and very hurtful. Mm -hmm. So that that kind of that experience taught me then, right, how should you actually do that? Because it's very difficult if somebody is going through a close uh, loss. So then you're like, right, well, I want to be there for you. But I can't be there for you all the time because your grief is actually coming in on me and Mm -hmm. it's kind of draining my energy Mm -hmm. and making me think about my own losses and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I have a friend now who's experiencing a huge loss. But because of what I went through and how I was treated, I now know the sort of friend that I need to be to her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I understand now that she needs her space sometimes because she has to go through her emotions. Mm -hmm. I understand that she's going to be angry, but I'm not a punching bag. So when she needs to be angry, let her be angry, but just let her know. I'm still your friend. I'm here for you, but you do you. And I'm here whenever you need me. Yeah, I love that because what I what I say about that with grief, grief is like. Grief is like love, like it hits you, like when you fall in love, it literally, you fall in love. Sometimes you don't even know the reasons why. But with grief, it's like, it's very similar, very similar emotions because mm. you're, 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 
you're grieving the loss of somebody. But when you, you can love somebody and have a boundary in place by love them from a distance, yeah. because that's the best way that for both of you, probably. And the other person might not see that. Yeah. It's very difficult. Mm. Like I have like, I actually have boundaries up even about grief because I haven't really experienced a close grief, like touch wood, like it takes, yeah. it won't be for a long, long time. And I actually don't know how I would even process that. Yeah. But what gives me strength is seeing how people that I love and I have gone through that grief, how they have dealt with it in that way. Yeah. But grief is just one of those things that it's so massive. Like you can mm. grieve, you can grieve a person that's passed away, but you can also grieve a person that was in your life that's no longer in your life, but yet you would still see them and you'd yeah. still hear them and you'd still wish them well and want the best for them. But you can't give what you used to give in those relationships anymore for whatever reason that is. I yeah. mean, it's just respecting that as well. And I think mm. my mom always says it as well. She always goes, mind your own business. And that's the hardest thing to do because mm. we all do have opinions on other people. Yeah. In our own. It's interesting when you're saying that you haven't experienced a loss as well because it is like you are also, you're also being kind in a way that you're not coming in on somebody when they're experiencing that grief because you are not the right person to be there for them when somebody is going through something like that they need people that understand it 100% you know and somebody sitting there going ah <laughs> you know it really has it has no benefit to either person yeah um, I think the person going through the grief does understand that you yeah. know um, I know I do I understand that there's certain people there that have been able to be a support for me but it's not always you know sit there and talk about that loved one with you or let me cry on your shoulder, you know. Mm-hmm. I have friends like you that, you know, sometimes just going for a nice little walk and grabbing a coffee is fantastic for my day. Yeah. And you don't even know that you do that for me. Yeah. You know, but... No, I do, in fairness. Oh. <laughs> well, I do tell you. <laughs> That's me enough. As I just say, I get the free coffee over, so it's grand. Only every second, huh? <laughs> well, that's true. Whenever there's a toasty involved, I, t- I seem to have to pay for that one. And a protein ball. <laughs> protein ball. Oh my God! We no. were now, but in fairness, we were talking about the fact that some people might not necessarily need you in that space, right? Mm. So sometimes the best thing you can do for that person is go, "What is it that you need?" And they yeah. might say, "I need you to just listen," and that's what you have to do. Yeah. Sometimes we jump in because we want to protect and try to make it better. But you're yeah. right; you're not coming from an authentic place when you turn around and go, "Oh God!" Like because mm. you don't know how the person feels. Yeah, And then when your person is talking about it, I'm one of these people where I automatically go to, oh my God, what if that was my mother? Or what yeah. if that was my sister? Or that what was yeah. my dad? Or something like that. And I go into my own head and then I've switched off from that person. Yeah. So that's probably one of the reasons why I don't want to say avoid it, but I'm very, very mindful of that yeah. space. Yeah. You know? And look, at if, you're, if I'm being completely honest with you, in my opinion, every single person's grief is different because... No relationship is the same. No connection between two people are the same. So, like, I lost my nanny who's, like, you know, was my person. And now my friend has lost her dad. Like, I, yeah, I understand, like, a lot of it. But I don't, I don't completely get that. That's a completely different relationship. That's a completely different loss, you know? Yeah, yeah. I check in on her and I'm there for her. But I'm also like, listen, I'm going to do this if you fancy it. You know, I'm giving her something productive, something happy, something to be a part of. And, you know, if she's able and feels like she wants to do that on that day, that's available to her. But if she just needs to 
sit on her couch and cry all day. That's also accepted and completely mm-hmm. understandable. But she knows I'm here whenever yeah. she needs. And I think that's the only sort of the best support that you can offer. And like you said, just asking, like, what can I do for you? Yeah. But I think, yeah, the best thing is um, you can still have your boundaries and still keep your distance with it because it's a scary thing to be around. You know, whether you've experienced it or whether you haven't, it's a very sad kind of dark kind of air to be around. It's not even a great discussion. People always get really uncomfortable. Yeah. With yeah. the with the thought of this. Yeah. It's it's a heavy conversation, I find, from an emotional perspective. Like yeah. I and you know this about me, like it impacts me where I will be processing it after the conversation. Mm. Like I'll be going home and I'll be like, God, what's that what's that doing for me? And I love to kind of get into my own head then and go, right, well, need to take mm. like process this for whatever reason what is coming up for me is it is it i'm afraid is it mm. it's because we're all guaranteed it's going to either happen that we're going to be the ones to go or someone close to us is going to go yeah and you're just like whoa and sometimes that's the that's the fear that, that is like oh, it's it, terrifying. It is. yeah and if i'm talking to you we're talking about from a logical point of view like i think i think majority of people lie in bed and they whatever you have to go no don't think about that don't think about yeah. that you know how many yeah. times has that happened Oh, I had a podcast with Dominica before you and she had told me before, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, like, because she's following this spiritual path and her sort of, like, she would be very at peace mm-hmm. with things like that, you know, and she kind of has a completely different understanding for it. But if we're just looking at it from, you know, this world now. And that's the thing about it. It's this world really be shitting about it because yeah. it's the presence, it's the physical person that's in front of you. Mm. But even when I've had sessions with Dominica too, She'd be saying, like, call She's in your spirit. She's always getting a plug, isn't she? Yeah, always <laughs> getting a plug. In fairness, now she asked me to say it a few times. <laughs> but it, but she'd say about the spirits and I'll call in your guides, call in the people that love you and all, and, and who you can turn to and ask questions. And I've really been listening to that mm. lately. And it's really helping to kind of make decisions to know that they're there, there, wherever mm. that is, but they're there. You know, so sometimes yeah. you turn around, like, and Jerry will be like, who are you talking to? I was like, oh, just your granddad. Yeah. You're like... Really? Like he'd be like, oh, freak, like in that regard. But at the same time, that's that's what I do sometimes yeah. to just go, okay, give me a hand here. I need some support. I need some help. Not from a person physical in this world yeah. who's going to have an opinion. Just someone to go, give me a sign. Yeah. You know? Kind of brings you on to having boundaries with yourself, doesn't it, as well? Like, be protective. Like, do what you need to do for you. Yeah, and I think that's the pro- problem that a lot of people forget. It's that you have to start with you. Mm. That's the first thing you need to start with and go, okay, what is it I need? It's like the old saying about putting on your own oxygen mask first. Mm. You have to do that before you can service like anybody else. Yeah. Service? I think that's the wrong word. Oh, you don't really on. want to service Every them. Every time you Every come on. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Apologies to this conversation. Just mark it as it's about your granddad and last loved ones to bleed and service in yourself. No, not myself. I just said servicing <laughs> others, not myself. You said star yourself first. <laughs> Oklahoma. It's a private joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Mm. So, yeah, boundaries. It's an interesting old topic. It is an interesting one, especially like when I mean, you think of even boundaries around food, boundaries around mm. habits that don't serve you, boundaries around 
even like healthy boundaries, boundaries that you want to implement, like mm. going to the gym, for example, you know, and knowing that you feel so good after the gym. And sometimes it's just a struggle to get there. Yeah. But the boundary is like, oh, my God. So I in order for me to be the best that I can be, I need like all of this. Yeah. And they talk about it in terms of self-care. Sometimes self-care is the gym, journaling, gratitude, Talking to friends, meeting for coffee, working. It's all of that. Mm. But it's all of that all of the time. Oh, exactly. And the minute you stop, or the minute you start to even lose a couple of those things that work for you. I said this, I think, before, where you have to kind of like assess what you're doing, like assess what you're feeding yourself. And you notice that you get yourself into quite a little happy place. You know, you're feeling quite content in your life. The minute you start to not feel like that, then you have to think, am I doing A, B and C, all of the things that was making me feel that good in the first place? Like, for example, I made a couple of uh, conscious decisions this year, all healthy boundaries that I wanted to do and experiences that I wanted to have. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to join the 5 a.m. club. I wanted to start getting up really early because I was finding that kind of saying if there's not enough hours in the day, well, there is enough hours in the day. I just wasn't utilizing them. So I wanted to get up a little bit earlier. And recently I started to do that a couple of days a week and I decided to do some classes. So I had um, went to bed last night and I thought that I'd booked a class this morning for 6am, which meant I'd have to leave about half five. So I was up and anyway, and I went into the bathroom and I was like, oh, I never even booked a class. So I went onto the app and I looked and you know, in my head, I'm like, don't be available, don't be available. Now I'm up, I'm out of the bed. Class was available. so I was, And I was still like, will I, won't I book oh, it? Come here, I've drove to the gym before and sat in the car and drove home. <laughs> Now, that's the worst you can <laughs> ever do. Bad. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's half five. It's six you must o'clock. have felt awful going home. I felt home. awful going home. Literally, I was punching the head out of myself in the car saying, after getting up out of bed and all here, I was now, I'll go home and I'll have breakfast. And then we didn't even have breakfast. I was just sitting there. I was like, oh my God, why? But that's that's mm. what I'm talking about. It's so hard sometimes. And you're like, oh, do I, I don't want to do it. And then your own head says to yourself, Ashley, you went yesterday. I know. Give yourself a break. I know. And another example in the morning as well. Um, I had a free morning. Uh, my daughter was going off the crash, and I was like, right, I don't have to rush to walk. Will I book a yoga class? I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Do you know what? I'll have a coffee. There's a bit of ironing and all there. I'll do that. I'll watch one of my programs. And I looked out. The sun was shining. What am I doing? I text one of my friends. You're free for breakfast. Went down. End up having a great breakfast. Down the road, I see my other friend walking right past us. Boom. Had a gorgeous, spontaneous little morning with two mm. of my great friends. Yeah. It was lovely because I made that conscious decision to get up and get out that day. Yeah, now, 100%. But at the same time as well, I would have probably brought the iron and clothes and gave it to my friends and said, would you do them? <laughs> you know? One of them would do it. <laughs> no, they wouldn't, in fairness. <laughs> You're mad they have boundaries. Yeah, there you go. Boundaries around <laughs> ironing. So with boundaries, how would you recommend that people implement them? Well, I think you have to first think of them as what they are. So boundaries are like guidelines, rules, limits Mm. that a person has to put in place in order to protect themselves, their identity and how they want to behave around themselves and others. Mm. Okay. The easiest way to think about a boundary is to think about it in terms of a property, like in terms of, say, property like lion and you'd say right no trespassing that's a that is a physical boundary about no trespassing onto this land because it's not allowed so when Mm. you think of 
implementing a boundary you can have like a hard boundary which is like no you cannot do that mm. like you cannot say for example speak over me when i'm speaking you know mm. something that my man that i would have that i would often say to me that kevin i'm talking oh we do it all the time you know and they jump mm. in and they want to say something so that's kind of like a hard boundary don't do that mm. but you have to keep keep saying it now my dad over the years has been like oh sorry darling like he knows but then sometimes he'll jump in and he'll just say something mm. and that's the excitement of him wanting to add in his little bit and that's mm. okay because you're having a conversation do you know what yeah. i mean but there's other ones as well when you think about it say say for example somebody goes i want to go to the cinema and um, would you come with me and you're saying oh, God, i do actually want to go but i don't really know whether i can tonight and so on and sometimes you'll go you weigh up the pros and cons with the person or with yourself first. And then you're like, okay, will I go? And then the person might say, and then we'll go for, say, a meal beforehand. And all of a sudden, that kind of choice that you're making is not is not just the cinema. It's something else. Mm. But you've already committed. Yeah. Right. So you've said you're going. But you haven't committed to going for dinner as well. So there's like two hours additional on top of that. And people struggle with trying to get that boundary in place and go, oh, I've committed now. Well, they should say, well, look, we did say we'd go to the cinema. So let's just stick to the cinema. Yeah. Oh, I'm only free from this time. So I'll only have time to go to the cinema. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying mm-hmm. it in a respectful way in that regard. Yeah. You know, I like that one about the property and the no trespass. And it made me think about a thing because when I started implementing boundaries or realizing that I had implemented them, sorry, I always reference my house. This is what I say. You know, I'm not having that in my house. Now, I don't necessarily mean the house that I live in, the bricks and water. I just mean my environment. I just mean what I'm willing to accept in my life. 100%. So as soon as I see behaviours, like, for example, my family um, are naturally like a very argumentative family. And throughout all the years, we snap, we react. We're very, very like fiery sort of family. And we've been like that in all our lives in a, like having arguments, you know, and they can go mental. In recent years, not so much because, um, well, actually not at all in my life yeah. because I just do not like that behavior. I don't like what it brings. I don't like the feelings that it gives everybody and I don't have them. So then I always say to myself, I don't have that in my house. Nobody comes near me with that sort of um, aggression. As they know. Yeah. Now I've shut it down a couple of times. People have tried you know, even if somebody is standing in my home and they raise their voice, they are asked to leave. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'd like, it's not like a library and not everybody is yeah. free to be themselves, but don't bring in like a volatile um, attitude that's going to make me or anybody else feel uneasy. Yeah. Un- un- uncomfortable and uneasy in your own home is it's something that pe- people do struggle with, you yeah. know, and. Because you have them coming in, you have a conversation going and all of a sudden it could get heat, heated mm. in that regard. And it's very difficult for some people to say out or mm. no, you have to go in very that regard. Difficult. And you it know? was very difficult, you know, when I was doing it at the beginning. But in actual fact, the more you continuously do it, people know that they can come at you with that. So in result of it, you, whether they know it or not, they then have a respect for you you have more of a respect for yourself. 100%. Then you have an appreciation towards this person because they're not coming at you with this attitude anymore. Yeah. And they're not making you feel like that. So you're then not reacting to that. Yeah. Like I'm a much more level-headed, much calmer person because I'd made that decision that no, that 
does not serve me, it does not serve my life. Yeah. And now I have much better relationships with them people. Exactly, because they know the boundaries and what are in place in that regard. And you probably didn't even know that you were implementing a boundary there. You were just putting up something that you didn't want in your life. Mm-hmm. That's a boundary actually coming to life and then being reinforced in that way. Yeah. You know? It was just when all of these things were starting to happen, like when I was like, oh my God, when I was realizing that I had boundaries, that's when I understood how incredibly powerful they are and how many better relationships you can have with people. 100%. Well, I'm going to put a boundary up and say that I don't want these podcasts to be any longer than they have to be. So, I'll see you next week for part two, if you're nosy enough. Do you think you can handle it? Do you think you could? Do you think you could handle it? Do you think you could? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.